0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Books to Gaze. My name is Alex. My pronouns are she, her.
1: And I'm Sam and my pronouns are she her. And we have a very special guest this week. Yes. Can, can you. you introduce yourself and your pronouns and your book that you are fixing to be public? <laughs> Woo!
2: Yay. Yes. uh, My name is Jill Gutowitz. I'm an author now, apparently. Um, My pronouns are she, her, and I'm really, really excited to talk to you guys. Yes. So when this
0: comes out, your book will be out. So can you tell us the name of your book and like a quick elevator pitch about like what it's about?
2: Yeah, Sure um girls can kiss now is my debut book of essays um it's kind of a little bit of a mixture between personal essay and memoir um there's a lot of like funny humor pop culture stuff um, some more emotional uh personal stuff and uh yeah
0: it's really good okay i have a question because the title is amazing and when i first saw someone post about your book on Instagram I immediately needed it just based on the title I had no idea what it was about I was just like (laughs) I want it I want it I want that title in my house so how did you like come up with the title did it just like hit you was it a process did someone like did you have like a
2: yeah it was actually like a harrowing process I could not decide on a title for the life of me and I sent like my editor and I sent each other like I mean it's got to be hundreds of options but Girls Can Kiss Now was one of like, you know, the first like 15 yeah. ideas that I had sent. And the, the the more and more I went like down into the rabbit hole, the more I was like, you gotta do that thing that people always say <laughs> the first instinct is, you know, it's like the best one. And so I kept revisiting that list. And I was like, really just drawn to that one because I think um, it's like, you know, kind of sums up the tone of the book, which is just kind of like, um funny celebratory and um yeah there were we had like a lot of other ones that we were playing with that some ranging from like very serious and grim to (laughs) you know another like it the title of the book really almost was um one day you'll all be gay which is a chapter oh yeah
1: great yeah oh yes
0: that was my favorite chapter because I really love to tell everyone like Everyone's a little gay, and or yeah. you will be. So or you will
1: be. <laughs> yeah.
0: at some point in your life, trust me. Yeah, at least try it.
1: Yeah. Okay, I need to know what was the worst one that you submitted it, and they're like, uh, no, <laughs> any? Oh, my God. like honestly,
2: so many. I feel like I should be <laughs> reading because. There was like a bunch of, um, there, I don't know, there was a moment where I thought that like, this was my coming of age in the valley story. And so I had a bunch of titles that had to do with like being gay in the valley. Kindly <laughs> 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 really, 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 like, what if something else? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if I we love go a it. different direction? I feel like people are so nice about that. They're like, that's wonderful. But what if we do something that's not that in a respectful way? <laughs>
2: Totally. Now I'm like, I need to pull up the book titles.
0: Oh yeah, if you have some
2: on here on this list was just broken brain. Why would I why would I want my book to be named that? That's not But
1: I feel like it feels very relatable though. Yeah. Especially like in the heat of the pandemic, being like, Yeah, broken brain. This is it. This is it. The marketing
0: department was like absolutely not, Joe.
1: Yeah,
2: gotta, yeah. Get it out. gotta get it out It's like not gonna get people to buy books at all
1: <laughs> broken brain
2: um awesome. I won't lie
1: everyone who sees it though they're like oh my gosh I love that and they're like what is it about and I'm like it's about girls who can get them yeah <laughs> did you have any
0: say in your like cover art because I also feel like the title works really like if you did broken brain you know like the title yeah. and the co- I don't know but it worked really well with the The cover
2: yeah no um the uh the designer uh Kelly McAdams she I was really really glad I kind of like pushed for it but ultimately knew that like I didn't have much say over the matter that like ideally I wanted a queer woman to design it yeah Um, and she and you know I ended up getting to have that which is awesome and she's super talented but yeah we kind of went back and forth there was like another version of it where um it was kind of like Illustrations of um, like gay, like paparazzi photos that are kind of talked about in the book. Oh, fun! Uh, And I and I was I was just like I I don't know I some of these people they're going to be on my book for the rest of our lives, you know? Like I don't know if I that. And so we ended up going with more like fictionalized, um, more like moments inspired by, and just kind of stuff that felt like celebratory.
0: Yeah, it looks like a great tattoo idea too. Oh yeah. Like I oh. love like line art tattoos and I want to do like you know like uh, silhouettes of like female me. bodies being gay together. So when I saw that I was like well I'll just tattoo this on me.
1: <laughs> you know. it's no, a good idea. I'm like should I? <laughs>
2: you
0: should actually. You should. We will
1: all have the same tattoo. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of I have to tell you so that section or that chapter so I came out at 27 mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh this was there like all the time like I'm gonna tell you this and I'm a little ashamed I never knew that Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson dated
0: I forgot that until I reread it in your book and then I remembered like I a little part of my brain was like reactivated and I was like oh shit that's that DJ and I remember that very vaguely and, and I, was I like, learned so much more <laughs>
1: parent trap
0: hell yeah I forgot I feel like so many of the early days it was like it was just like um paparazzi photos and like uh, the assumption but no one ever came out and was like yeah I'm definitely bisexual or maybe they did and I just don't remember but I feel like it was way more coded even though it was very obvious because you're like making out on the cover of people magazine but like right
2: gal house yeah no i you know a lot of people have actually mentioned this to me that they were like i forgot about Lindsay and samantha which i think is so funny because there is like a part in the book where i say like i thought everyone was always constantly thinking about this and it really just goes to show like how much i latched onto that where i was like yes to me like they were like britney and justin you know what i mean <laughs> That straight people still talk about like their Britney and Justin's like denim denim
1: outfits. outfits yes. Oh, gosh, denim outfit.
2: <laughs> I was like, I just thought everyone thought that about Lindsay and Samantha. So it, it's like really funny to hear people be like, I knew that, but I didn't really like think I haven't thought about it in truly, you know, ten years. And I'm like, Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Every day. You know? <laughs> um, there were a few things that I was like, um, the cover the um oh my gosh who the Cosmo cover that or no the Vogue cover that you're talking that you talked about I had to go look it up with um like back in the 90s you're talking about it oh my gosh oh I God. just Katie
2: Lang and uh is it Cindy Crawford
1: yes uh, and I was like
2: <gasps> I know <laughs> I had what to look that happening? up
0: too yeah <laughs> I wasn't gay young enough, and I'm very sad about it because I feel like I missed some of that quality gay stuff.
2: No, same. That's something I hadn't known about, and it, like, came up at some point, point. I was like, wow. Um, Yeah, but I do remember, I mean, I was, like, very aware at the time of the, like, the Gossip Girl photos that I had mentioned of, like, the, they did, like, a Rolling Stone cover shoot with. Yes.
1: I remember that, and I remember that that definitely being a moment where I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like you to look back and there. realize,
0: like, you remember all the movies, like, when you were young and, like, there were boobs in the movies and your parents would be like, close your eyes. You're not on to of." And they're I, they're I they're have, they're have they're this, like, vivid – yeah, I have this vivid memory. <laughs> Do you remember Ghost Ship? The, yes. There was the scene of the girl; she was being like hung from the ceiling, but like her, she was fully naked, and that's like stuck out of my brain because I was obsessed and I was just like rewind and watch that scene. I'm like, why am I watching her die so many times? I wasn't watching her die; I was watching her boobs. But you know,
1: uh, yeah, we've all been there. awesome um,
0: maybe I'll watch that t- tonight.
1: <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> all of, that I can remember from Ghost Ship is just that like wire coming through and cutting off everyone's head. It was pretty gnar right. I remember that. It was a pretty
0: gnarly movie. I don't know why my dad would yeah. watch that.
1: I'm a little sad I don't remember the boob part, honestly. Oh, I- it's still good.
0: <laughs> oh. Boobs,
1: hold up. You know what? As a
0: movie, no, okay. I feel confident that this will hold up as like a scary <laughs> movie and for the boobs. Because like Titanic boobs were also very great. Like oh, yeah. we all watched. I didn't watch Titanic for like obviously I never even got to the second VHS tape I would stop after the car boob scene and then, you don't
1: have to. like you're yeah. done I don't want to watch them
0: die I just wanted to watch the boobs
2: I feel like uh, there's yeah there's like a gap in my memory with Titanic of like where I knew I had to stare at the floor <laughs> yeah
0: yes it's like my hands were like this and my dad okay. keeps checking I'm like no I'm not looking but like I'm looking.
2: I know that it's hot, so I have to look away.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. There we go. That's it. <laughs> um, I hate to
2: say that out loud, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: honestly, it was so so. Alex will talk about how when, like, why they did it. She didn't realize she was gay because she kissed girls when she was drunk. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was so scared. Like, I would be like, oh, don't look at them or don't, don't make eye contact. Yeah. That was me. Like, I knew I wanted them.
0: Well, the second I took a drink of alcohol, I was like, who's going to, what girl in this bar is going to kiss me? I just thought, I really thought for years that that's what straight girls did. Like, we all just yeah. kissed our friends. And then I met people and I'm like, no, I've never wanted to kiss my friends drunk. And I'm like, sorry, what? Why? Yeah. Like, isn't that the best yeah. part of getting drunk? And they're like, no, like, I want to meet men. And I'm like, what? <laughs>
2: No, thank you. I'm out never wanted to kiss know. a man drunk no why would you I, I feel like I feel like that was like the culture it made me also think that like yeah straight girls like we get a little flirty like, <laughs> what? <whatever. laughs> it's
0: that like girls will go to college and experiment and that's all you do so then I was like stuck in that I'm like oh this is just what that is and then Yeah, and then you like kind of go down that rabbit hole you're like okay but I won't do that and then you do it and you're like okay but I won't do that and then you do that and you're like okay I'll do it all I don't know I don't know what I'm doing here (laughs) I'm already here I guess I live here now um okay well to bring it back uh so this is gonna post after your book publishes so do you have any like publishing day plans do you like plan to like go to all the bookstores and sign things are you doing virtual things like what's
2: yeah I'm on um, the day of release, March 8th, I'm doing an in-person um, signing and kind of like um, conversation Q&A at Skylight Books in um, in L.A. Uh, that's at 7 p.m. And if anyone is listening, you can just show up, uh, which I think is funny and insane. There's no like registering or anything. Just they they, they asked me, they're like, do you know, you know what, do you have an idea of like what attendance will be like? And I'm like no. no. <laughs> I've never had a book. I've never done a live event. Like, I've, it could be an embarrassing, like, two people and my parents. It could be 50 people. Like, I have no idea. um So, I'm going to do that. And I'm really, really excited about that. Because I, I feel like it'll just, like, make the book feel very, like, real and be like, oh, I'm
0: mm-hmm.
2: doing this. Uh, and then um on March 10th, I'm doing um, a digital event or virtual event with, um, this bookstore called a room of one's own
0: i know that book yeah store. it's a queer bookstore right like yeah they're like
2: store. they have like a uh like the best twitter and i that's how i found them at least because i think they're yes. in um, madison wisconsin mm-hmm. but they're they're so good on twitter and every i mean like they're really funny they post a lot of good recommendations book wise um and yeah so they're they're hosting me for like a virtual event
0: that's so fun have your parents read your book
1: yeah yeah oh my. okay God. <laughs> I have questions. I have questions. Yeah, this was a very <laughs> pressing question um, for
0: Sam's. I feel like I know which one you're gonna ask.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um sorry, we this is my life today. Um <laughs> but all right. How did they comment on any of your chapters? Or maybe a certain chapter about a laptop. Yeah. In- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, This is so funny. I will never get over this for as long as I live. It is, like, such a classic, like, parent and spawn dynamic for me to, like, write a book predicated on the idea that, like, my relationship to sex was ruined because I was obsessed with porn at age 11 and, like, went through this whole traumatic experience of (laughs) getting, like, outed by AOL. um, (laughs) Anyway, when when i talked to them they were like yeah we don't remember that
1: <gasps> what
2: are you kidding me i am <laughs> publishing a book about this this like inciting traumatic incident and you guys it was so like a drop in the bucket for you don't even remember my parents
0: it. love to do that i feel like anytime i approach my parents with all my trauma they're like what are you talking about and i'm like don't gaslight me <laughs>
2: No, there's all these like TikToks which have made me feel really seen of, like, <laughs> of exactly that of just being like, you know, telling my mom about this extremely traumatic thing that happened between us when I was three that I think about every day and to <laughs> who I am, and then mom being like,
0: "That I never happened." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I need you to know though. Like when I read that chapter, I immediately texted Alex. and I was like, I have a story. Um, <laughs> And I, so I don't know how, but my parents let the computer be in my room, which never should have happened.
0: I had a room computer too.
1: (laughs) Huh? I had a room computer.
0: Yeah. It was dangerous. I had 27 viruses at any given time.
1: All the time. (laughs) And I can remember what led me to my first porn site was, so I grew up in a really small town in Florida, like super small. And your eighth grade field trip, you went to DC for a week. And I can remember being in eighth grade and typing in www.whitehouse.com thinking I was going to go like research the White House and it was a porn site. And I remember (laughs) being like (gasps) and exiting out and then a few days later coming back and that was like my gateway drug. And um, (laughs) I can remember we had the tech. So we got a really bad virus, obviously, because your girl could not stop. And we had the tech guy at our church oh, come no. and wipe our <laughs> computer. And I just remember, like, feeling – I grew up super religious. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to hell. And I remember <laughs> the guy coming out, and his name was Mr. Dan, and he, like, made eye contact with me. And I was like, oh, my
0: God. Yeah. He's like, I know what you're doing. <laughs>
1: oh, God, no.
0: Samantha land.
1: Samantha land. <laughs> <lion>. Um. <laughs> And he was like it eh. he was like talking to my mom and he's like, You got a good kid in there. She she goes to only good sites and she like look he looks at me and I was like, That man just saved my life. Yeah, but he's probably and, doing weird things. Ooh, I didn't want to think about that. Alex I don't trust Mr. Dan. Head,
0: <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel always... like computer people of the nineties and early two thousands probably have the best stories. Like from what yeah. they've seen on all of our preteen cause we had one too and you'd have to in fact, I feel like my computer guy's name was Dan, but he had to come out all the time cuz I couldn't at some point I can't even I couldn't even turn my computer on. It was like that bad of a virus. I might as well have just thrown it out. My best friend has the best porn stories of the early 2000s cuz he we it was back when we had like dial-up internet
1: and he had like
0: a computer in like his upper attic e area i'm probably making that up but it wasn't in his room but he said he would be downloading like pixelated images of naked men and of course they're downloading so slow and they're so like pixelated and blurry. And then like, he'd hear his parents coming and he'd start screaming cause he can't do anything. He'd be like, something popped up on the side. I didn't do anything. It like clicked. And like, because he'd get <laughs> so, cause it's just like these like pixelated like things of like, like, like a gif nowadays of like naked men moving and he'd be screaming. And I just imagine him being like eight years old and like very flamboyantly yelling about this naked porn man who just appeared um. on his computer. <laughs>
1: Honestly, it makes me kind of sad that people don't have that trauma anymore. Yes. Like I look at my seventh graders and I'm like, God, you don't know the fear. You oh. don't know the fear. <laughs> no,
0: they can be so personal with their,
1: i like, right.
0: not going to get a virus anymore. I feel like. Everyone right. Has like,
1: where, where is like the excitement of maybe getting caught? Maybe breaking your computer. No. Like, come on, guys.
0: Come they, on. They really won't know how scary it is to hear footsteps and, like, not oh be God. able to turn your computer off. Like, we're yeah.
1: like chatting to someone. I have a friend who is 26, and I was talking to them, and I was like, Lena, do you know what ASL means? And it hurt my feelings. I had to be like, we can't talk for two days. <laughs> don't you come have back to today.
0: Stop talking to Gen Z. Well, I guess 26 isn't necessarily Gen that Z. That
2: is Gen Z. Yeah. yeah. My sister is 26. I'm like, because I'm like, 26, what? They should know what that is. And then I was like, well, I guess my, my younger sister is Gen Z and she's 26.
0: Yeah, they don't know. And have you seen like the TikToks of asking like Gen Z people to like hold up a phone and they do?
1: <gasps> yes. <laughs>
0: and I'm like, I'm sorry,
1: what? <laughs> I asked, I asked my seventh graders, I was like, how would you mimic holding a phone? It's hurtful. It is so hurtful.
2: It doesn't even make sense because even if you're holding an iPhone, like you're gripping it. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> this just looks like- this. I'm going to hold mine like this now. Yeah. Hello, right? uh-huh. How's it going?
2: Uh-huh. How are we doing
1: over there?
0: <laughs> okay. So what was your favorite or the most fun essay in the book to write? Do you have like a personal favorite?
2: Um- yeah, I feel like the last chapter, The Beast, was really fun to write because I really just like went off the rails with it and just, you know, kind of, I, I just like, I wrote it and I sent it to my editor with all these disclaimers and was like, I, listen, hear me out. I've been watching a lot of the show alone. <laughs> I'm feeling very feral. <laughs> <thorough>. um, <laughs> And i felt like that one was really really fun to write because i like just like let myself like play with form and do something unhinged and then
1: yeah (laughs) okay but i will say the last line in that chapter is just i was like oh it's beautiful it's such (laughs) such a good ending what made you you put that at the end like what made you move that to the end yeah, well,
2: you know, I think that, like, the book ended up being um, a kind of, like, almost chronological narrative that I didn't intend it to be when I had, you know, sold the, the book proposal, right. um, and then, like, you know, basically, I feel like it was originally a book of essays that were more, like, analytical and, and humorous, like, more of the stuff that I've been doing, like, um, mm-hmm. online. And then that was February 2020, and I was supposed to start writing in March 2020. Mm. And and the world changed, and so I changed. And then, you know, naturally, like, the book started to change, too. And the stuff I was writing about just, like, became more, like, you know, dark and intense and – or not dark, just, you know, more emotional and real and and personal to me. And throughout, like, you know, I basically wrote it from – march 2020 to the following march um or, or or longer but like so you know so like i was having all of these like roller coaster of emotions and, feelings yeah. and what, what not throughout and when i wrote the beast as you know being the last chapter uh i just kind of realized that that was uh, like a natural bookend to you mm-hmm. know like i started writing about childhood yeah. traumas <laughs> like being 11 <laughs> Being obsessed with porn um, and then, um, you know, kind of like ending it on a, on a happy note or, or at least a, is that, is that quite happy? Uh, It's, it's a good realization with happiness, uh, but there's a, yeah.
1: And I think it's really good because it's like maybe the word happy, but very content, like you found. content, And is evident like there which I loved I was like oh that's such a good last like the chapter is great in and of itself but like that little snippet I was like oh <laughs> that got you. Thank, you
2: thank you so much yeah no and like and I've, I'm like now overthinking this but I'm like it is a happy ending I just mean like you know that chapter is uh yeah
1: <laughs> go we go through a lot to get there yeah yeah um. No, I love that you describe yourself as a werewolf the whole time. Like the part <laughs> where you're like my soured feet. I was like, we've all been there, okay? you <laughs> got us all, okay?
0: <laughs> I, like, I think that's what's so fun about essay collections too is because each one can be different and like it's fun. Yeah. It's fun when the style changes and you get to like experiment a little. Was there anything that – like any essay or topic that you had to cut or leave out that you wish you could have included.
2: There was one that, that I, there was actually only one that I cut that uh, my, my, my editor was like, honestly, this is not your best. And I, it was like yeah. the, it was so sweet throughout the whole process and him saying like something in a very nice way, but like, I don't think we should put this in the book. <laughs> like I was like, Oh wow. Oh, okay. Oh okay. wow.
0: You like, must never, mean it. Yeah.
2: Really listen. And it was, I'm like, in hindsight, you're, you're right. Um, <laughs> I, was like kind of along the lines of the like embarrassing 11 year old porn stories of just like that like fringe, like learning how to masturbate and like those, like the truly the worst moments that I've repressed. Um, <laughs> I had a, um, I like masturbated as a child with my like GameCube controller because it vibrated yep and i made a- sense yeah. it's
0: like the original vibrator
2: literally i would like my only access to a vibrator was yes. like playing tony hawk pro skater and doing this with the door locked it is like so mortifying i'm just playing with tony yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can like barely breathe saying this out loud right now but Um, yeah, it was, like, a, like, shorter, funnier kind of, like, ode to my gay behavior. And he was, like, do we need this? And I was, like, no. (laughs) Maybe.
0: I, you know, honestly, I feel like if you were older and marketed that, maybe you could have formed the sex toy empire that we now have.
2: I, yeah, maybe.
0: (laughs) I have heard, I work in, like, sexual health, and I have heard many an interesting, like, the avenue into masturbation and what people have used when they've like experimented and I'm always fascinated by people's like personal choices there
2: yeah it's really like whatever's in the room I think when you're mm-hmm. a kid
0: <laughs> yeah it's like that movie did you ever watch book smart with a uh, beanie that's what I and was thinking she, yeah <laughs> she has a panda or whatever and they have that whole scene and I was like you know what if it works it works
2: but, but I will say about that scene I both extremely related to it for obvious reasons. And also could not figure out like the schematics of it where I was like, "I she's just, she's just rubbing the bunny on herself. Like that's there. I, I think as an innovator, there are better options.
1: But <laughs> yeah, <it>. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. But I will say her best friend there is me to a T 1000%. And I'm like, you know what? I'm here for that. Thank you. Where she's like, I'm going to tell your mom. <laughs> I like it's my favorite it's my favorite just being like
2: I'm gonna rat you out
1: (laughs) yes
0: I wonder how many parents knew though
2: yeah well that's what I thought about my you know when I told my or when my parents read the book and we talked about the porn stuff I was like I thought that they were gonna be like oh come on like we we knew yeah you tried to lie to us we knew and instead they simply didn't remember any of it but
0: yeah either parents are great at repressing or they're
2: there we
1: are all better
0: liars than we think i i mean i thought i was a great liar but as an adult now like i would definitely know what i was doing yeah like if i had a kid like me i wasn't sneaky i just thought i was
1: oh the repression there for sure yeah
2: like if i have a kid and the door is even closed i'm just like
0: they're definitely doing something, yeah. I mean, like yeah. I hid my journal under my mattress, which is like number one spot anyone hides their journal. My mom changed my sheets. I know that bitch <laughs> saw my journal, but like, like if I and if I was a parent, I would tell you. Like, I, as you, when you're older and you ask me about, like, yeah, I definitely knew you were watching porn. Like, yeah. I don't know. Parents are weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost glad though that you took out the masturbation chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so-
1: say it out loud (laughs) or your parents are like you know what i actually just put that up like i touched that last week
0: i just took it out for memories (laughs) she used to play with this
2: so it was like messed up like people would come over and play gamecube with me and it's like like it's
1: fucked up okay you know like you were
0: sanitizing it after i'm sure
1: Uh, wait have you seen the tiktok alex i think i sent it to you Of the guy who like his boyfriend's in the room and it's like, oh, when you have like a um, goody two shoes boyfriend and he's like, oh, what is this? And he finds the vibrator and he's like, oh, it's a mic to sing in. And so he's like, oh, and he's like, man, it smells weird. And he's like, hey, and he like takes it back. That makes me laugh every time. And that's what it makes me think of. That's what it, I
0: mean, I know a lot of young people who've used like kitchen, Things to like rub their buttholes with. Um, they probably weren't really washing those either, or like just like a rinse. Like, how good is an eleven-year-old at washing a dish? You know, or yeah. maybe they just keep it. And your mom's like, "Where's my spatula?" Forever <laughs> don't worry for the about rest it. of. The- I don't don't know. worry about it, Lori. Wild. Don't worry about shit. it. Just took her turn. Um, okay, you talk about we love Taylor Swift, and we talk a lot about gay Taylor Swift theories. So I know it's in your book, but I would like to know because we've given our choices on this podcast in an episode before what do you think are taylor swift's gayest songs and what is your favorite gay taylor fan theory if you have one other than like we all just think she's somewhere in the community
2: right um uh, dress is always gonna be like the gayest for me um but okay but false god false yeah false god is really up there the part like where she talks about like worshiping at someone's hips i'm like men don't they don't
0: have, don't have hips.
2: hips like no one is like thinking about a man's hips um Absolutely not. yeah i good point the thing is i can take almost any one of her songs now it this is like my new skill and just like make it gay so <laughs> but, like to me like dresses like that so is gay. weird. um but i can i can almost make anything gay if i try hard enough um and I mean, honestly, you don't even have to
1: try. Like, really? We
0: don't have it's to just try. just a life motto. We can make anything gay if
1: we try hard enough. Yeah. And I, okay, but my, oh, carry on, sorry. No, no, So, what we you were going to say. Oh, I was going to be like, so you ended your book on the first Taylor Swift album. So I need to know your thoughts on, like, the second. And which one is your favorite? Do you love Evermore or Folklore Better? And this is real important. I need to know. Hmm.
2: Um, I I think I like folklore more. Um but no,
1: have to leave. You have to
2: leave this podcast. Thank oh, you. I like folklore <laughs> <just kidding>. more. <laughs> um I I feel like I I really think of them as like two sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, it's like sometimes when I think about them I almost can't even differentiate. I'm like, "Wait, okay, so folk like I'm like I know folklore has Peace, which I love. <laughs> Peace is one of my favorites and I think is underappreciated. Um
0: Does folklore have cardigan? Yes, okay, yeah, that's my favorite. The one made me cry, probably listened to it like 75 times in a row, and I was like, I gotta get out, I gotta get out.
1: And I won't listen to the one on purpose, but it's fine. We're working through trauma, it's fine, (laughs) aren't we all?
2: it also folklore also has my
1: tears ricochet which is oh that's a good one so good
0: i do agree dress is the gayest song i also think gorgeous is really gay and i know people say it's about whoever i don't even care harry but like i don't i mean like sure you can call a guy gorgeous but it just screams i'm looking at a lady in a club to me
2: yeah I think the, also the thing is that like because I am so gay, like yeah. I filter everything through that lens. So like, when, I, when I'm listening to like Enchanted, I'm like, "Well, those are the kind of feelings that I would have that would be gay," you yes.
1: know.
0: Ab- <laughs> I do think that that's yeah. probably our downfall.
1: Okay. Here. Okay, but who is buying it that she wrote that song for Fireflies guy? I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not
0: buying. Honestly, I don't well, think I'd ever write a song for a guy. So again, <laughs> I'm gonna go with your theory of that. Like we're just so gay that. Yeah. We can't. We can't fathom like. No, I
2: literally can't fathom writing a song about a man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, what okay. is there? I mean. Unless it's like a like a mean country song, like I'm gonna crash your car. Yeah,
1: love that. All right, Carrie. <laughs> pour
0: oil on you. Yeah, like that. Ariana Underwood, I would write that song. But otherwise, like if it's about like how cute okay. you are, girl.
1: I mean, I'm gonna change your mind on that one because she's keying his car because he cheated on her. And like honestly, do we care? Well
0: I'm gonna key his car for fun just because you look at it. There we go. It.
1: I like it. Don't stop look being, at me.
0: Stop being a man at me in public. Get away.
1: <laughs> <Not your business. laughs>
0: okay. Um so tell us a little bit about your writing process. Like any advice to future writers, especially those looking to publish queer books.
2: Hmm. Um I guess you know like I'm really lucky to have had the platform that I have been given of like you know I think writing for um as like as many outlets as I did was really 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 helpful to just like get like a background knowledge of like Mm -hmm. how things are structured and where at the beginning I, like, hated being edited because I was a little baby, but, like, <laughs> you know, being edited is really, really helpful for, like, structure and learning how to write, um, and I think that, like, you know, as far as, like, the book goes, I really enjoyed getting to write in a more, like, freer, long-form, yeah. uh, form, um, and, uh, but at times it did feel overwhelming. Like I think the like the prospect of a book in, as a whole feels nearly impossible to be like, I'm going to write a book. Like that feels insane. Yeah. And, you know, there were like chunks throughout it where I was like, I would be a quarter of the way done and be like, there, how am I going to write three quarters of a book? You know, and it, like, it's it just feels really overwhelming. So I think just like taking it in strides and I would like, you know, be, try and be, like, gentle with myself, and especially yeah. because I was writing it during, like, the most harrowing time in <laughs> recent history, but, um, you know, to just be, like, okay, today, my goal for the entire day is literally to sit down and outline this one chapter, and, you know, or even just, like, bullet points yeah. of stuff I know I want to hit on, um, and, you know, and then, like, you build up, and you get to a place where you're, like, okay, I think I know everything that I, like, really want to hit on here. Mm-hmm. And then I have like one day where I'm like, I'm going to sit down and write this entire chapter. And even if it's like really, really bad, because it's much easier to go back and edit than it is to, you know, th- think endlessly about it and have the like, I think it's just like, um, it feels really daunting before you do it. So I think the trick is to okay. just do it and then edit.
0: <laughs> That's smart. Just get it out.
2: Yeah. I'm like, does that answer it? Yes. Yes. Um, I guess with the, the queer part, you know, it's like, I almost have like a skewed view of it because so much of my or all of my career has been like focused on that. So I think I so I think like, you know, I think my, my like fuck it advice to everyone who wants to write anything queer is just be like, write it as like fucking gay as possible <laughs> and, um, make somebody be homophobic and tell you to walk it back or something. You know what I mean? Amen. Or, like, I uh, make them, make them make it a hate crime to tell you to take out that finger, yes. and finger or whatever. Um, just be as gay as possible. And I think that like, we know as queer consumers that like there is an appetite for it so I nice. think uh, just <laughs> be the supplier
0: yeah we just talked to an author of like these queer romances and the first and third are sapphic and she tweeted um about the third book and the tweet was like just a reminder like the book is not a ya book it's a new adult book there is a scene uh all about face sitting and I was like immediately I'll buy a five copy like <laughs> Done. That's all. That's all you had to say. I was going to buy it anyway. But if I wasn't, I would solely for that.
2: If, can you recommend? <laughs> one
0: yes, one. actually, the third yeah. one. And that was the best one. It was so steamy. I had to put it down sometimes. And I was like, whew, okay.
1: Okay. But first of all, okay, Alexander Bellafort, It's her series. I written mean, written in the stars.
0: I don't know if you've seen it
1: around, but get it. All right. They're all, all three of them. All three do it.
2: Have you guys read? I'm sure you have, but um, uh, something to talk about by Meryl. Wilson. Meryl Wilson.
0: Yeah, Meryl was our first author on the podcast.
2: I'm kidding! I love Meryl. I think they're amazing, and the book was the steamiest thing I've ever read in my life.
1: Okay, okay wait, shit, no, yeah, I mean, like, God, Meryl is one of my favorite authors. So this is no shade to all Meryl, but Meryl's next so book is going to be
0: steamier. But yeah, I'm
1: writing, but like when I tell you that they're gripping the back of their thighs and their tongue is inside of them get that book it's so good written in the stars
0: count your lucky stars and then um i think next week there's a book called delilah green doesn't care by ashley herring blake it is so like scene after scene after scene and i'm like well i didn't some of it i was like i do not even know you could do that like i'm gonna gonna write i'm gonna write this down for later
1: Let me pull this back out. Let me pull yeah. out my Bradford
0: I've loved the new trend of like Sapphic books being steamier. Like, don't close the door and like end the chapter. Like, I want to know what you're doing.
2: Absolutely, I want to know what you're doing. This is exactly, it. There's like, it's like I'm I'm horny, but I'm also nosy. Like, tell yeah, me
1: for sure. <laughs>
2: tell me. I'm a know.
0: voyeur, and like this makes me feel something, and I gotta go. <laughs>
1: Okay, but also I now that like good sapphic representation is coming out, I cannot go back to like straight romance. I had to read one for my book club, and I was like, "Oh, it is <laughs> our book club." If you're listening to this, Marley, I love you so much, but I <laughs> did not love that book. <laughs> I
0: don't, just don't think that penises are described as nicely as so right, like. I don't know that I want to read more about your member, whatever weird word we are using. Like
2: right. <laughs> yeah. It just feels so aggressive. Like, Yes. Just, like, throbbing. Like I don't pounding. Like, <laughs> Get out. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I also, again, like filter everything through gay yeah. lens, And so I'm like, you know, if you were to describe the exact same scene, same scene between like a man and a woman versus two women, like I would, it's- yeah, there's
0: definitely one that I'm going to yeah. read happily.
2: One thousand
1: More happily. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. One thousand
1: percent. someone is
0: listening to us talk right now, I'm like, no, I love the scenes about pounding and members. I'm like.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: honestly, like if I could have more things that to be horny over, like that would be great. But like, it's mm-hmm. not that's not it for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not at all. Except I will say Talia Hilbert book like about what is it the eve brown one eve brown yeah um that is not sapphic but those are he, pretty decent but he takes a purple dildo and fucks her with it and i was just like you know what i'm here for that thank you i can pretend that, it's change, like, I can do that. Yeah. yeah you know um so imagination there we go it's
2: adjacent at Least, yes, there
1: we go. There's yes, some, there's
0: some good. I'm excited for Meryl's second book because they said it was going to be steamier. I'm like, all right, I,
2: really, I cannot wait. I messaged Meryl and was like, I want to send you a copy of my book, and they were like, Can I send you a copy of my next one? I was like, I
1: was waiting Done. for this. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> I know. I need to also, we need to also message Meryl, like, Hello, do you want to yeah. come back on? Send us your book, please.
2: I'm literally dying to read it.
0: Yeah. Like when the cover dropped, I was like, great. I'm going to pass away.
1: Yeah. Um, Jill, just start a book club, read the book with us and come back on and like hang out with Meryl. Oh yeah. There I want this. Us, us, Meryl. Meryl, tell us all about it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I will say, can I tell you, we were baby bookstagramers, like baby bookstagramers or not bookstagramers, podcasters. I yeah. had no idea what we were doing. Um, Meryl was our first ever guest. And
0: we didn't even remember Zoom. We never saw them.
1: Right. And so, and we lost it for a hot minute. And we had to, do you remember that? We had to mess with Meryl. It was and a
0: trauma. Like, it, it was traumatic for me and I don't want to. Oh, it
1: was so bad. traumatic. And I, Meryl was so kind and so funny. And so just like, yes, I'll come back on. Um, But yeah, we, we really that. stepped it up. Paula. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i so jealous you are already probably getting to read that book um
2: I'll let you know when it comes but it's it's not yet
0: <laughs> no I'm sure it'll be soon because I feel like they're probably if the cover came out they're probably making copies now yeah, yeah. okay um any sneak peeks about what's next for you you're gonna write another book
2: um I think I would like to write another book I don't like have um yet. (laughs) I'm like, do I have a single idea? No. Um, I think like, you know, when I used to think that I really wanted to write a novel, I simply don't have an idea for one right at this moment. Um, so I think that like down the line, I would really like to write another book of essays, but I think that because this one spans almost my whole life, it's like, I have to, um, acquire more,
1: uh, material. Okay. But I'm sorry you could really write a whole book of essays on like queer quarantine because hello, that's a whole life in and of itself.
0: Yeah. But maybe it was lonely. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Harvey. Sorry. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So. Yeah.
2: I I think like I would, you know, uh, It's, like, on one side of the coin, like, what I really wanted to do with this book and do in general is, like, write more personal, emotional stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: And, like, um, some of the stuff, you know, I I stopped kind of writing for the internet a little bit during uh, the book writing process because it was, like, hard to manage both.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: because of that, like, there's so much stuff that I wanted to write more, like, analytical, like, humorous, like, pieces about. So I'm like who knows maybe the next book will be will like lean more in that direction even though that's exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do with this book.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Never I, know. Know. I guess you, like, you can do anything. I like when you're not like um what is the phrase I'm looking for? Like you're not married to a certain thing like you you, yeah. know, you, you
1: have
0: time. I don't know the words. Um okay. So we talk a lot about representation on this podcast. Obviously, we exclusively talk about like queer rep um what does representation in your book and in other media mean to you in forms of like creating queer content does that
2: it's 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 everything i think um you know like a lot of the stuff most of the stuff i've written about um for like women's magazines and you know Mm -hmm. and other um have been like about queer representation and i think like you know, my, my book, uh, you know, says a lot about it without saying necessarily we demand more representation because I think so much of the book is about, um, like, a lack of it and what mm-hmm. that meant to me <laughs> as a person. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, what the small slivers of it, like Lindsay and Samantha, you know, did to kind of, like, crack open my world. Um, so we, I'm, like... I went on a tangent, I think. I now I forget what the beginning of
1: this was. Time, yes. Um, we just asked what queer representation like means to you. And I think and you nailed it, it with, your, yeah. with your
0: with your with your book too, because we talk a lot about that and I think part of it is like it took us so long to figure out we were gay because we both came yeah. out in our mid twenties. Because mm-hmm. like when you were growing up, especially for millennials in the nineties, like that wasn't it wasn't as, like, I am so happy and jealous for Gen Z now that they have, like, all of these books, all of these shows. I feel like every Gen Z is gay, which is wonderful. Like, even the real, I don't know if you watch The Real Housewives. I watch, like, every franchise. But the one um, in Beverly Hills, nope, in Orange County, Heather Dubrow, like, three of her kids are gay. And I'm just like, that is so wonderful. Like, and now it's bleeding into, like, everyone else's lives. And that was not like me when i was 12 or 15 like no no one was gay like i have to look back now in my high school like when i see people from high school i'm like oh shit like you're all gay now too like i had no idea
2: yeah no it's there's like you know that saying of like you have to like be able to see yourself to see yourself Yeah.
1: yeah
2: and um i think that that you know my whole book is like predicated on that idea that like i did not know that this was an option for me, which silly. Oh my gosh. Same. Yeah, but like, I I think I just had this impression that, you know, I would know. Like, yeah. certainly mm-hmm. I would know. That feels like the one thing you know, or because like the only, you know, portrayals of queer people I had as a kid was like of gay men who, and they know when they're three years old and they're- Right. And, you know, I'd like, it's just like such a different narrative for, um, you know, a lot of women. Especially yeah. that, like a lot of us do, I think, discover it later in life, um, mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> unfortunately, like get through a, a harrowing process of dating <laughs> men and their and their throbbing <laughs> members.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I had
0: some flashbacks. That I think that whole sentence was a trigger for me.
2: It was awful. <laughs> Please delete it. I just unqueered this space. Um, yeah,
0: you just made this the straightest podcast on the internet. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I oh. it. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Um, We also
0: didn't have a lot – I think, like, gay men had – I don't know. Like, I feel like for women, too, and I've seen a lot of later, like, our age queer women say, like, we had Ellen and Rosie, but, like, I did not look like Ellen or Rosie, nor was I going to look like Ellen or Rosie. So I was like, well, I'm not gay. Like
1: Well, and even still, like, our age, they were older. Like, they were women when we were kids. Like, it was – I mean, you look at JoJo Siwa and you just think, like, how fantastic it is that kids can look at JoJo Siwa and see themselves, whereas, like, I mean, I couldn't tell you one as a kid that, like, we saw in the mainstream culture that, as a kid, you know?
2: Lindsay Lohan. Well, (laughs) and we forgot. (laughs) No, that is why I think, like, she was so influential to me is because I was, like, She's like around yeah, my we grew image.
0: up with her, yeah.
2: Right. She's like hot and femme, which is something I like hadn't really like even known about. <laughs> that like, you know, femme girls could also be queer. Like, yeah. yeah. I um, didn't think that either that like I could be. Um yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> we need a with hands. I wish really? Lizzie McGuire was gay. <laughs>
1: I mean, honestly, you don't think she's dipped her toes. I think, I think so.
0: everybody has. I think it's weird if you
1: haven't. Yeah. My toxic
0: trait is I really do think there might be something wrong with you if you haven't experimented in a gay way.
1: And honestly, like, if you haven't, how do you know you're not? Yeah. You think
0: so? Just try it. Like, I I mean, it's I've met, I've met straight people that are like, absolutely not. I'm not interested. I'm like, no, I don't understand that. And that's true. not real. <laughs>
2: And also the more fervently they're like, I'm the straightest person you'll ever meet. You're like, all right, that's 20 minutes. But the minute you
1: tell me that, I'm like, oh, you are not. No. Just take one time. Okay. So before we wrap (laughs) this up, um, we have a question we ask every, every time. And it is, it can be big. It can be small. It can be anything. But what's giving you life this week?
2: Giving me life this week. Mm Hmm. Can it, does it Should it be pop culture or just, like, anything? Anything. It
0: can literally be, like, I got new doorknobs, like, whatever.
2: Okay, because mine is, like, the first thing that came to mind is, like, the most boring thing in the entire world, which is literally the sun because I my house is freezing right now and I can't warm it up and I keep going outside, like, a person who has never seen sunlight and literally just standing in my in, like, a patch of sunlight. <laughs> And I'm like, it's literally the best part of my day is the time of day when I get freezing and I go outside and stand I stand in the warm in the grass.
1: <laughs> I know that is good life right I like there. little
0: patches of sunlight.
1: Yeah. It's I like a sure.
2: little cat. Like just.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: They have the right idea. We've been doing that in Florida because
0: it's been like in the forties here. Oh, it's been in the thirties here. Yeah. I keep finding sunlight too. I'm like, hello. <laughs>
1: and there's the best nap is when like the sun is like beaming in and you're like a little warm and toasty you know and you're that's a good time
0: that's not boring at all that was a great answer
1: yeah
2: (laughs) but what's giving you guys life this week
1: oh i put my
0: i have a little free library and i had to move it from my old house to this house so i put it in Mm -hmm. my new house and i mess we messed up the cement a little bit but it's in there now so i'm excited to have it back in front of my house
1: Oh yeah. Um, well, this is the first thing that popped in my head. So I have a kid in my class and we we had like five minutes left of class and so I was like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna watch the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> and we watched it and Jalisa ass looked at me and was like, Miss land you know, like I roll with the ladies, but Eminem can get it. And I was like, All right. Middle schoolers and yeah, and I, like, keep going back to that. I'm like, oh, Jalisa.
0: I roll with her. The that's why representation is important, because seventh grade Alex is never going to say I roll with the ladies. But um,
1: oh. Julisa
2: is, though.
0: 30-year-old Alex is like, yeah, relatable.
2: I roll with the ladies, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I'll roll with the ladies, Jalisa. Thank you for letting us.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: for reminding us.
1: They crack me up, because they keep being like, Miss Lane, where's your wife? And I'm like, God, I can't talk about it. Okay, thank you, bye. <laughs> so welcome to florida Oh um but yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank
2: Thank you so much for having me thank you guys for like even caring and for supporting the book i'm so i'm so 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 grateful we
0: were so excited we saw that book title and we hunted down whoever i was like hello we need this
2: (laughs) hello two girls can kiss now
0: (laughs) (laughs) we we like to kiss girls too please send us this book
2: (laughs) yes Very sure.
0: Get it into our Mm -hmm. hands. Yeah, thank you. We're excited for you. We'll post this and share everything in our show notes and stuff. Amazing. Thank you guys
2: so much. I'm so excited. Thank you.
0: Cheers, queers.
2: Cheers, queers.